Cake Adjacent Podcast, a once-a-week update on all things food, family, community, gardening, and whatever. We call it Sidecar. If it has to do with the rituals around food and holidays, making food, or taking it places, or remembering what we were eating during those important times in our lives, we'll talk about it here. I've been thinking a lot about our digital remains. This past year, my beloved stepfather died, and my mother, with the help of my sister, have been emptying out the house my mother had been living in for the last 52 years. That's a lot of cookbooks and scraps of paper with recipes and notes on it, photographs, letters, birthday cards, report cards, and stuff. These things are precious to me. I mean, not all of them, but when my father died, my sister found some of the letters I wrote to my dad when he was in rehab, and I was 11 years old, sending him my support and love while he was away. So dear to have those things back. I even turned one of the notes he wrote to me into a tattoo. Getting photographs of my stepfather from when he was a young man and seeing his handwriting on them, sorting through the boxes and boxes of photographs anytime someone in the family has passed away in my or Ben's family has never been a chore but a pleasure. My friend Todd said the other day that someday the photographs of him next to his motorcycle will mean nothing but the motorcycle to someone who finds a box of old photos. But I don't know if that's true. When I'm Flipping through a yard sale or at a thrift shop and I see photographs of complete strangers, my favorites are the ones where people are with their pets. I often wonder about the lives of those people. I like to think they had full and important existences and sometimes I'll make up stories about them and use them as writing prompts. Finding a box of photos of strangers is like a treasure. Same goes for boxes of postcards with stamps and dates and notes, and of course, boxes of recipes and cookbooks, especially if there are handwritten notes. But what happens now that all of our lives are digital? I have one box of photographs that are more than 20 years old because I haven't printed a photograph in that long. Even though I keep many of my cookbooks and I keep collecting them, all of my recipes are in a digital recipe keeper. Am I even saving birthday and Christmas cards anymore? We joke that once it's on the internet, it's forever. And yet in many ways, digital is fleeting and ephemeral and not even remotely forever. You cannot hold a digital picture in your hand the way you can a picture from my grandparents' house on Beaver Lake, a glossy square photo with this white border and the date printed on the bottom of it and my grandmother's handwriting on the back. How do we leave our digital legacy, our lives well-lived in pixels and emails? Am I the only one who will miss those boxes of what others call detritus and junk, loose and unmarked photographs, programs from weddings and prayer cards from funerals? Why do I hold on to these things? Why do you hold on to these things? If you don't, what's your secret to being able to release them? I know there are those who say, Take a picture of it and you'll have the picture forever. But that brings me back to my original issue. It's digital. It is not something I can hold in my hand and put to my cheek and whisper, I miss you so much, as I put it back on the dusty shelf with the jar of blue-green sea glass collected from the beaches of Fisher's Island and my tattered collection of gardening field guides and the too many, too many 
wooden urns of pet ashes. It's not something that I have even thought about until just this past week when I realized that almost my entire life, with the exception of things I have taken from other people's lives and other people's kitchens, like books and photographs from my father and my stepfather and my grandparents and aprons and spoon rests and those cut glass salad bowls and the Morris the Cat coffee mug from Ben's grandfather and the Morris the Cat t-shirt from my grandfather and sewing stuff from Ben's grandmother's. It's all digital. Will anyone want to sort through my life? And what will they cherish, if anything? So it's spring here in Virginia, which means that the weather goes from freezing rain to the upper 70s and sunny to freezing again in the span of just a few days. Farmers markets, some of which go on in the winter too, take a break and will start up again in the first week of April. There's some weird law in Virginia that says that farmers markets can't run all year round. They have to take a break between the winter and the spring and then again between the summer and the winter. I usually just blame Stonewall Jackson for these kinds of weird and stupid laws. But I tell you this because one of the many farms I follow on the socials posted pics of their cucumbers that will be at the farmer's market the first week of April, and I am pretty excited about that. I'm sure that they're being grown in a grow house, but still, fresh cukes, my dudes! Soon this podcast will have not just the rundown of the food holidays, but a listing of all the things I bought at the farmer's market! I love the farmer's markets here. It is truly one of the only things I love about Northern Virginia, and I think it's because farming is the same wherever you go. Plus, a lot of the vendors recognize me and Ben, and you know how much I love that kind of validation. Yesterday, I bought several six-packs of romaine and lettuce starts, plus, plus broccoli to plant in our raised beds. Everyone is getting heads of lettuce for Easter this year. I have a million other things to start in the greenhouse, but I'll try to get around to those sometime this weekend. I really love growing food, not because I love to eat it, but I do love to eat tomatoes and green beans right from the garden while they're still warm, but because it's yet another thing I can give away to other people. And someday I'll figure out all of this in therapy, but not this week. Okay, let's hit up the food holidays for the week. We're at the end of the month and I'm excited for April. Today, is Saturday, March 26th, which is when I record and upload this podcast, and it is spinach day, which I mentioned last week is actually a favorite vegetable of mine now. Not so when I was a kid, though, because it was slimy. I seriously love it on a white pizza, which is a staple here in this household, when we get it from Tony's New York Pizza here in the county, which is not to be confused with Tony's New York Pizza in City of Manassas or Tony's New York Pizza in Fairfax. I guess they are all owned by different members of the Tony's family, and I have heard they all hate each other. Next up is Sunday's food holiday, which is National Spanish Paella Day. Paella is the defining dish of Valencia, Spain, and it's a casserole made with rice and chicken, seafood, tomatoes, vegetables, beans. As you know, I am not a fan of seafood, so I will eat paella if it does not have shrimp or shellfish or seafood in it. Monday is a twofer. 
It is something on a stick day. And I think I've all told you the story of my best friend and I getting these white chocolate dipped brownies on a stick at the Chestnut Hill Mall outside of Boston back in the day. And that was well more than 25 years ago. And I still think about them all the time. But that whole story is a sad one and most assuredly will end up in two chocolate cakes. So we'll save it for then. It is also National Black Forest Cake Day. And I think Jen from Golden Ratio is a big fan of Black Forest cakes. So I hope she hears this early enough to procure one. Ben and I stayed at the Black Forest in our first trip to Europe together. And while I did not have Black Forest cake, I did have the most exquisite Brussels sprouts cooked in bacon fat. I still think about those. Anywho, Black Forest cake is chocolate cake layer sometimes soaked in Kirschwasser, which is like a cherry liqueur kind of thing, with cherries and whipped cream, which are all things that I love. It is also Weed Appreciation Day and Triglycerides Day. I do not know who makes these things up. I really don't. Okay, Tuesday is Lemon Chiffon Cake. Now, it's not always easy to find a chiffon cake, although we have found that we can get them at the Swiss Bakery. Uh, and some folks don't even know what a chiffon cake is anymore, um, even though they've probably had one. Chiffon is a very light cake that's used with vegetable oil as the fat instead of shortening or butter. Um, you, would, you also beat the egg whites separately from the yolks, which makes the cake batter fluffier. I find it makes for a bit of a dry cake, but let's be honest, there is no bad cake. Wednesday is my dear sister's birthday, and it is also turkey neck soup day, so she definitely gets a wild card pick for today. I won't presume to pick for her, but she really loves grapefruit cake. Just kidding, she does not love grapefruit cake. Wednesday is also Little Red Wagon Day, which I cannot help but think means something other than what I think it means. And it is also Manatee Appreciation Day, so please do not eat the manatees. Now, Thursday is a very busy day. It is the last day of March. It is Tater Day, which I assume is potatoes, and honestly, that is every day in this house, and is National Clams on the Half Shell Day, which is absolutely not any day in this house, and it is Oranges and Lemons Day. And let me tell you, if you have not been eating your weight in these sumo mandarin oranges, then I don't even want to know what you've been doing with your life you need to rethink your priorities and fast. They won't be around too much longer. I used to be such a freak for clementines until I met sumos. And now I don't even look at clementines anymore with their sometimes difficult peels and almost always riddled with seeds. And you never know if you're going to get a sour one. Anyway, sumos, blah, blah, blah. sumos are where it's at. And I want you to run. Do not walk to the store to get some and I don't care how much you have to pay for them. Also, it is crayon day, but you know the drill. Do not eat crayons, please, because I don't have that kind of insurance for you to be eating crayons on my watch. Okay, that's it for March. Now, to get you to next Saturday, I'm gonna give you a few hints about April. It is Florida Tomato Month. It is National Soft Pretzel Month, and I really love soft pretzels. It is National Soy Foods Month, which, whatever. And Friday, April 1st, is National Sourdough Bread Day, and that is no joke. Okay, everyone, remember that when you review and share my podcast on whatever platform you use, it moves it up in the podcast 
rankings and more people see it. And let's be honest, I am ready to be Oprah famous. Have a good week and I'll see you on Wednesday for two chocolate cakes and next weekend for Sidecar. In the meantime, remember that the napkin goes on your lap, McDonald's serves Egg McMuffins all day in most places, and you don't have to eat anything you don't like to make someone else happy. Just try not to be a jerk about it.